Good afternoon. We're here again at Shepherd's Heart with Table Talks, where we bring in different members of the community that love Waco. And today I have with me Dr. Carrie Barron, who I've gotten to know over the last few months, almost a year now. And she is a wellness doctor that works with God's design uh, to make us healthy. Or, or it's one of her taglines that I love is she helps you go from crappy to happy. So welcome. Thank you. Carrie, tell us about it as well. What what is it? What? So I'm a I'm a naturopathic doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. And so what I do is I help people figure out what may be going wrong in their health and work towards getting healthier naturally. So we'll deal with foundations like how much water are you drinking? What food are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you getting any exercise? You know, those are kind of the foundational things. Those I call them God's immutable laws. And then the next one, next aspect, we're going to go into detox and figure out, okay, what toxins are they dealing with and how do we get rid of those so that we can get those roadblocks out of the way so they can thrive. And that sounds so simple that just to be be healthy And your newest tagline is working with God's design. So you can thrive. So you can thrive. We, We were designed to thrive, weren't we? We were. And uh, some of the things you, you've talked about and, and that we've talked about and seen and done is, has been really, really fascinating. Um, a few weeks back, you you were talking about how energy and and you took you demisinformation <laughs> not not just misinformation but you demystified it and and really made it practical. Tell me a little bit about that. So a lot of times when people are in natural health, they'll talk about energy. And sometimes it gets into this like mystical woohoo kind of thing. And I'm just not into mystical woohoo I know God creates miracles in our lives all the time, but his design is always going to be the way that it works. So um, the electrical flow through your body is just like wiring in a house or a circuit board. And you have an electrical, a number of electrical flows that are consistent and they work just like, you know, an AC, um, DC power, just depending on where you are in the body and what happens. And so when you've got disruptions to that, you're not going to have enough energy and that can cause different symptoms in areas of the body, or it can cause an overall energy loss where you're just tired. And so working with the electrical flow makes, you know, the body a lot healthier and it's not a mystical thing. It's, it's literal science and, and the amount of energy you have to have at the cellular level for a cell to maintain is 20 to my 25 millivolts. If you need to heal that cell, it takes 50 millivolts. So it's science. It's not mystic. And we need to make sure that we're getting enough energy into the body so that it can heal itself. We're not, we're not doing anything funky with it. And not all energy is the same, is it? What do you mean? Uh, maybe put it this way. Not all energy sources are the same. Oh, correct. And why, and why uh, eating healthy and choosing your foods um, are so important. And there's not a one-size-fits-all. No, not at all. And that's one of the things I think is fun when I have my initial consults with people. I will go through and test their energy levels to see what foods make them weaker or stronger. And when we do that, and then they can eliminate those foods for a little while or for a lifetime, it just depends on the person in their situation. 
they start to have a lot more energy because they're not wasting energy in the digestive process or creating histamines because of an allergic reaction. So the, a lot of times people don't know that they're allergic to something or that their body is sensitive to it because they have other issues that are going on, like their gut could be leaky and they're having food going through their system that's not fully digested. And that causes a lot of issues. So it's, uh, it's yeah. an interesting adventure to yeah, I guess figure out for each person. So how did you get involved with this? What what drew you to that? A couple things. Um, first was when my husband and I first got married um, almost 28 years ago. It'll be 28 years in May. Thank you. When we got married, we went on our honeymoon. And on the trip back from Mexico, I on the plane, I got this like tickle in my throat. It wasn't going away. And I kept coughing and coughing, went to the doctor. They gave me antibiotics. It didn't work. Coughing, coughing, went to the doctor, went, got antibiotics again, didn't work. And it, it was just a cycle. And I asked my doctor, I said, can you please just do a culture? I had a friend that was into natural health stuff. She goes, just get a culture. That's all I'm asking you to do. Can just get a culture. So I asked the doctor and I'll never forget. He said, just take the antibiotics. You're going to die. And I was like, what is that? Like, what kind of bedside manner, number one? And why are you thinking it's only antibiotics or I'm just going to die? And just the, the the uncaring voice that came from him. And I'm like, well, you're fired. I don't need this doctor anymore. And had somebody that could do some acupuncture and a massage. And she was actually in training. And she came to my house with Chinese herbs. She's like, take vitamin C, take acidophilus, do these herbs, follow this procedure did massage and acupuncture. I actually slept for four hours with needles in me on the acupuncture bed. It was the longest I had slept since we got back on our honeymoon. I had only been sleeping maybe an hour and a half, two hours at a time. Then I'd have a coughing fit. I broke my ribs. I was coughing so bad. So within the time that the massage took place and I felt a hundred percent, it was less than six days. I mean, I felt a hundred percent like let's go play. And that was just a real speak into my life kind of moment. And then not six months later, my husband got sick and got really sick and almost died. And now when we look back at it, we realize some of it was bad habits that he had had as a single guy, you know, like his idea of a vegetable was a head of lettuce. <laughs> and that was it, you know, or putting having tomato sauce on lasagna. So you know, that wasn't exactly wait, 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 the, wait, wait, the healthiest. <laughs> That's tomato not sauce just, on a lasagna isn't a vegetable. <laughs> no, it's actually a fruit. Okay. But it was it was that it was the dynamic of he wasn't eating any fruits and vegetables. And then when he got sick, and we discovered when we moved out of the apartment we were in that it there was mold all over the walls behind our drapes. And so now people are much more aware of that, but. You know, back then we had no clue, didn't even think about it. I just cleaned the walls off when, when I was moving out. And then now that I realize I had been living in the apartment for a couple of months before we got married or a couple of weeks before we got married. And then that probably strained my immune system. And then we went to Mexico and all the things with wedding and all of that had caused more issues. So it was a, it was definitely a scary time. He almost died. He went down to 127 pounds and he wow. weighed 175. And you've seen my husband. There's yeah. no way you would yeah. look, could yeah. imagine him 127 yes. pounds and could barely walk at all. 
Um, and God, you know, God preserved him and we had some different things happen in our lives, but it, it was a long process. It was almost 13 years later that I really got into natural health instead of like trying to figure a thing is out here and there because there just wasn't the information available 28 years ago. Like, were you on the internet? I doubt it. <laughs> internet? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it, it's just neat to see how God no, used back that. Back day, we went to the library. And you looked up things on the card file. Yeah. yeah. I went to experts, people that I could find that were experts. That's where, because there wasn't anything in books. Like, I looked in the libraries. There was nothing. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's amazingly healthy now. He just turned 60 the other day. And, you know, I'm so glad, glad that the Lord had preserved him for this time. For sure. For yeah. sure. And there's nothing like tasting and seeing that. The Lord is good, right? Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, the name of your practice or your consultant. It's a practice. It's a, the name of your practice is It Is Well. Yes. I love the story. I love that hymn. Yeah. And, and that was the first thing that, that caught my attention when you introduced yourself was It Is Well. And and it's, and it, it is kind of the foundation for me. You, you are well when your heart's right with the Lord. So the rest of it, whether you're sick, well, you know, going down the hill or whatever, even if you're just on your deathbed, if you are with the Lord, it's well, it's all good. Um, I like that foundation, but it was, it's a reminder for me when people ask me the question, because I had a friend, um, her name's Christy. We went to college together. I was in her wedding. She was in my wedding. We just, you know, lifelong friends. And she had gotten sick at one point in her life where she had her two daughters that she had adopted as a single mom. She had adopted from China because she felt the Lord calling her to do that. She was working full time. She was getting her master's. Her house was on the market and she um, was diagnosed with breast cancer and went through radiation, chemotherapy, the whole thing, double mastectomy. Like it was a pretty serious situation. And I'm like, how are you doing? And she goes, well, you know that song, It As Well? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, because I grew up singing hymns. She did too. And what ended up being what she, you know, what we would think of as like this, you know, solemn hymn, she would scream it. It is well, it is well, it is well. Because that's where she found actual peace because she knew, you know, it's her mental capacity that she knew the truth that's in the Bible, but her body and her emotions weren't there. So she had to cling to that truth and it is well. So, you know, no matter how bad, and she's still with us today. She's not, you know, she's not gone on to be with the Lord, but, um, I haven't, I actually talked to her a couple months ago. Now I think about it. Yeah. On her birthday in December. And, and, you know, you bring up something that's really important. Talk, the first thing you mentioned, actually, foundations. And wellness starts with a good foundation. And that's something that that we're not real fond of in our day and age. We, we just like to fly by the seat of our pants. And if it's, if it's helpful, great. If it's not, oh, well. Yeah. And there's, there are a lot of things that you can do with foundational principles that aren't that hard. But sometimes you have to let go of something that's not serving you. You know, I I always think about like with little kids, you give them, you know, you can hand them a hundred dollar bill and there's a penny that they're holding on to. I'll trade you a hundred dollar bill for a penny. And the kid's going to hold on to the shiny penny because that's more interesting to them. And that's more valuable to them. And so much of the time people hold on to those pennies. And I'm like, it's a penny. Like, I'm sorry, 
y'all are going to hate me for this, but sweet tea. Hello, you're putting so much sugar in your body on an ongoing basis. If you have problems and you're not letting go of the sweet tea or coffee, you know, that's another thing that people get mad at me about. But if you don't hold on to it, I'll just keep drinking it. (laughs) But but if you want to get better, you have to be willing to let go of those things that aren't really serving you. And so that's one of the things that's hard. You know, I have to help people realize you want to get healthier because there's a specific reason. Maybe it's spending more time with your kids or being able to run around with your kids. Or, you know, like for my husband, I'd like to grow old with him. You know, that would have been a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I was glad he stuck around, but he had to let go of a lot of things that he loved because he could, he wouldn't have been alive for much longer. So, you know, that's, that's one of the hardest parts, but something even so simple as going and walking in the grass or on the dirt barefoot. I mean, it sounds so simple, but that has so much literal electrical energy that comes from the earth that it's the right frequencies. Our bodies love it. You know, getting sunshine, there's simple things that you can do. You know, some of those habits sometimes take a little bit of time and you don't have to do everything at once, but I love helping people realize their potential. And one of the things that I really appreciate is that you're not forcing anybody to do what they don't want to do, but you help them discover what what can help and leave the choice to them. Mm-hmm. I try. <laughs> there are times when I want to shake people. Like, Stop that. Stop drinking coffee, Howard. No, no. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that you have to no, stop. No, you, you didn't say that. But, but did you but did you want help from me? That's the thing. Like if somebody says I want to get healthier and they're not willing to let go of things that's on them. But if I don't tell them what opportunities are available, that's on me. And, and that was my point. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that you, you freely give what you've received. And of course, now you're making a practice out of it. Yeah. Uh, something else that's really fascinating is the, the EMT stuff that you're doing. With, I'm with actually it. teaching a class on the 25th of March. This, So if they people watch us later on, just look on the website. But um, there are natural ways for the electrical flow to get adjusted in your body for emergency situations. So the one that's the easiest for me to always think about, and I think it's the most needed, is when you have a bleeding situation. You know, nobody likes to bleed. I, I think it's unpleasant and unnecessary a lot of times is what you think but um that electrical flow if you put your right hand on the wound you know you can put it anywhere or you can just put it on your body so if i had a bloody nose i could put it over my face and then put my other hand on top your right hand goes down on the body and then the other hand goes on top and it will stop the bleeding and seal the wound and you think just doing that is kind of crazy. Like, how's that going to work? I've done it before where my son was sitting on the couch in front of me. He had a bloody nose and I just put my hands on his head. Didn't put it on his nose because he didn't need me my big old mitts to be over his face, but I just put it on top of his head and his nose stopped bleeding really fast. Um, I was actually, I didn't share this with you before, but I think it's funny. I gave blood and I hate the little sticky thing that goes around your arm. I get a rash every time and my skin's just really sensitive to that. So I had had my arm out. The guy was, you know, about to put it and I go, oh, please don't put that bandage on me. And he goes, you're going to bleed all over the place if I don't put the bandage on. I go, no, I, it won't bleed at all. And he looked at me like I was insane. And I said, just 
I, I'll, I'll stop the bleeding. So I, I'm going to do this. So I put it on my hand and I go, okay, wipe it down. And then just, you know, you can have it right there if you want to, 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 um, wipe it up and put the bandage on, but I'll stop the bleeding. And so I put my hands like this and the guy took the little thing away and there was no blood coming out. And he goes, wow, you clotted fast. And I said, no, I didn't. I lifted my other hand and it started, blood started coming out and I went like that. And it literally sucked back in and the guy freaked out, but it's, but that's God's design. It's not something that I did. It's nothing mystical. It's his beautiful design and we just need to tap into it in a different way. So we'll talk about bleeding, anaphylaxis, heart attack. And that was how I actually got really into doing the energy techniques is because of a heart attack. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Asthma attack, choking, um, water on the lungs. I mean, like there's 38, oh no, 28 different techniques that we'll go over during the class. And it's simple to learn. Like a six-year-old could do it, probably a four-year-old if they could pay attention for a little bit. But, you know, I'm, I love teaching it because it's so nice to have these different options to not no rely on other medical care. No, no kidding. That, that just seems, and, and to be able to work with God's design again, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't just fix the moment. It can re restructure and redirect for healthier going forward. Yeah. Well, the, the first time you have the bleeding stop, you're going to remember and do it again. Yeah. And it, I, I had one time where I had pinched my finger, this finger in a recliner. I know it sounds funny, but I was trying to pull the leg part out and I didn't realize that the design had a thing that went this way. So it pinched it right here and it was maybe little, little, you know, about an eighth of an inch thick at that point. And this is not an eighth of an inch thick. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose the end of my finger because it had been hurt so bad. And the, my friend who was with me, she goes, do the stop bleeding thing. Cause I was in kind of emergency panic mode. And I'm like, okay. So I just sat around like this for a while. I just literally sat like this for a little bit. And every once in a while I'd reach something and I come back and sit like this about, oh my gosh. An hour later, you look at it and there was just a little red line and it was fully plump again. I was like, oh my gosh. And I don't even know how much this is going to help with things. So I think it's fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you take this one step sideways to problems kids have in school learning. They're, you know, we immediately uh, ascribe a a learning disability, and then uh, prescribe diagnosis, and then uh, suggest a treatment that that is isn't really a help. But this sounds like it's something that you know, just getting back to simple, healthy nutrition, mm-hmm. understanding how we work. Uh, that, nutrition for kids that are having, I don't call them really mental. It's just more habit kind of things. It's an energy disruption. That's really the biggest part. It's an energy disruption in their body. And if they're having a hard time paying attention and focusing so much of the time, it is literally their diet. And the hardest part is water. I mean, it sounds so simple, but getting plenty of good water, not tap water, because there's so much junk in tap water, but tapping water <laughs> but you know getting enough water into the human body that's like the the oil for an engine it's it's just 
Well, but you wear two thirds, wear yes. two thirds of two thirds water, so that's kind of important. Yeah, designed I, to function off of it. I was just doing because our my focus this month on my Facebook post is water, and there's a book by there's two books that I really like by Doctor Batman. I know that sounds really funny, and it's yes, na 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 Batman, but his name is Batman Jellage. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but he's written a number of books on water, and he has forty seven reasons why your body needs water. Like he enumerated 47 different things that water does in the human body. And the, one of the biggest ones really is your energy because our body is hydrogen powered. So we need that hydrogen and oxygen. And without proper amounts of hydrogen, your brain doesn't function correctly. So getting just enough water consistently in the human body does a ton of things just for brain function. I so, love it. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love all the sciencey stuff. I'm sorry, I get it. Like, and, and it doesn't nerdy. It, <laughs> you know, and the analogies easily step over. There's a reason Jesus said to to wash with the water of the word. Mm-hmm. There's a reason to he is living water. Living water, exactly. All of that comes back to God's design. That mm-hmm. maybe He knew knew what He was doing when He put us together. Just huh? A little bit, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's kind of funny when. When people think, you know, God's design and all of that thing, I I go back actually to creation because so much of what we screw up on is the words that we tell ourselves. And God's word created something out of nothing. So our words are a powerful tool for us. And like you were talking about kids that are having attention issues, you know, if that's one of their like brain nervous system energy functions is off. What words are you telling yourself and what energy, what electricity is connected with that too? Um, I work a lot with mindset with my clients because that weighs a huge factor into their healing processes. But, you know, there's so much, so much treasure in the Bible. And there's actually a gal named Dr. Caroline Leaf. Have you ever heard of her? I don't think so. Good books. Um, I read one just recently and she talks about, um, it's funny. She, she goes, if I see a scientific study that is contradictory to the Bible, I go back to the Bible to find out what's going on. And then I look at the study and go, what did they do wrong? And it's not that she's looking for fault in the study, but if there was something that was not done appropriately in the scientific method, then why are you claiming that that is a truth? Because we know God's word has the truth. So why would we go by a science study when they didn't do it scientifically? Because all science will always go back to verify the truths in the Bible. So, but she has in her, in the book that I read, every scientific fact that she wanted to go over with as far as neurological function has a big verse that goes with it. And I just loved the way that she connected them. And some of them are a little more like obscure in my mind. And then when she explained it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's fascinating. So it's, I get all geeked out about some of this stuff. Hey, it's, it's something good to get geeked out about. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because it's words that encourage mm-hmm. or words that discourage. Exactly. And and the words you tell yourself yeah. are a lot. It doesn't have to be verbal. You hear, you hear yourself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you should be or not. Yeah. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Encourage one another daily. All of those things are, are actual electrical interactions. Interactions. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Thanks for, for me. sharing some things and um, excited for, for you being in Waco. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, if somebody is interested in um, learning more about the classes, they can go to my website. It is well.biz. So I'm not a .com, but a .biz. And there's an events page on there. So they'll have any of my webinars or um, classes that I'm doing. And if there's something that they want, you know, education for a classroom or something like that, I'd love to do that kind of thing. And you're always willing to talk with someone. Oh, yeah. And free consultations. Like I do a 15 minute free strategy call for anybody that wants it. It's I'm not all about, you know, doing stuff the hard way. I want to make sure that they know what they're getting into before they meet with me. And that's the thing I appreciate the most is that that you really are looking out for your friend that you haven't met yet. And I'm praying for them. Yeah. All the time. Very cool. Thanks, Howard. Yeah, thank you.